0: Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 125 with Garrett Sussman from uh, many things. Uh, Traject, uh, Gather Up, Scythe, all kinds of things. Garrett, man, what's going on? What's going on in in, uh, your life?
1: Yo, thank you for having me. I know, right? It's 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 a confusingly awesome working for all of these SaaS tools, but <laughs> I mean, your heads on a swivel, keeping them all straight. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the, yeah. on the east coast of the U.S. Living living my best life.
0: Absolutely, I. Uh what you guys do uh, is pretty cool. Just for those listening, um, so you don't tune out with us just talking smack, uh, we're going to be talking a reputation monitoring and actually how agencies can add this as a service, why you might want to add this as a service and how you can basically scale it and automate it uh, as much as possible. Uh, you know how much I love automation and if you can add a service and charge for it and automate it, well uh, that's an absolute freaking win as far as I'm concerned. Now, so just give us a little bit of an overview quickly, Garrett, about what you guys do at Traject, because i tell you what got my attention originally. Um, guys, uh, they also, uh, Traject are big on agencies, so they have their own podcast. Um, do you want to quickly just introduce that, Garrett? What's the name of it and where can people go to find out about it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's the Agency Head Podcast with your host, James Rose, has joined me as a guest. I I host (laughs) it on, we do, we're crazy. We do like two a week and you can find it on our website, which is buytraject.com slash podcast.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And you guys have so many software. Traject is clearly just buying up a bunch of stuff. And I recognized Scythe in the list, which was a dashboard, uh, reporting tool that I used years ago. And that made, that really got my attention. Just, uh, so some feedback for, uh there um that really i thought that was really cool um but the main part there's a couple of different reputation monitoring tools uh, in there and we'll get into those i guess towards the end i'd like to start with a little bit about i guess what why would agencies want to add reputation management as a service
1: yeah so it's really interesting if you are an agency providing any digital marketing service for your clients, we all talk about the way the customer journey has changed over the last five, 10 years, let alone last couple of years. It's, it's changing, hmm. you know, hyper-changing every day, new day, new feature. <laughs> the conversation, you know, whether it's advertising or marketing has changed along with that. And the technology allows more of this two-way conversation between the customer and and the company. And as a business, you are responsible to have that open conversation with your customers. And one way that has really accelerated and impacts a company dramatically is via online reviews and reputation. And so businesses need to be aware about their reputation and the reviews because the way the customers look for businesses to solicit, whether it's a software company like ours or your local dentist or your local lawyer or your local restaurant, they're going on Google, they're going on Yelp, they're going on the Yellow Pages and any industry-specific review site, and they're reading what other people say about their business before they make that decision. And as a marketer, that's something you have to be aware of. That's the way you are perceived. That's your brand, that's your reputation. And so you need to start thinking about, well, how can I manage that? How can I control that? How can I use that to give myself a competitive advantage against my competitors? And so it's an opportunity for agencies because if you're doing SEO, if your goals are to help your clients drive traffic, drive growth, drive those high-level KPIs of calls and appointments and new customers, reviews can really supplement all of your efforts. And so there's an opportunity to, to almost sell it as a service.
0: Yeah, uh, I totally get that. I mean, I'm one of those people, and I think a lot of us are, especially in our industry, that go on and check reviews before we use basically anybody. Um, It's almost become a skill to try and pick out which ones are real uh, these days, (laughs) depending on the platform. But uh, yeah, so obviously we know reviews are really important. Do
1: clients need convincing? And if so, like how? Yeah. So that's one of the things as an agency that I love about reputation management is, you know, your clients, depending on the level of sophistication, might not understand about SEO. You know, they might not understand about different aspects of advertising, but reviews are this visceral, personal type of experience for business owners. Like good reviews are an ego stroke. I mean, Business owners, marketers, they marketers understand business owners love when people say good things about their business. For negative reviews, it's really an ego hit. It It is a thorn in their side. It's something that business owners take personally. So for agencies looking to sell any type of service, reviews are a foot in the door because I think every business owner understands that on an emotional level.
0: Yeah, I can get that. That makes sense. I mean, I I was kind of wondering if there are any clients that don't get it, but I'm sure they all do. You know, everyone knows that reviews get used by everyone, uh, you know, when they're making a purchasing decision, especially like, because that's, you know, reviews can be that they can kill a sale. Like if it's the last thing someone checks and and you know, they're trying to decide whether they're going to go with you or not and, and they check reviews and there's either nothing there or like a couple of bad ones, then, I mean, it makes all the difference. Uh, you know, it can, can't kill the sale right there. And I guess that's probably something that's very easy to sell to your clients as well. I guess that's what I love about this topic actually is that everything we're saying applies to both the agency itself and the service that they're going to apply to their clients. So, yeah, so... Do you have any, I guess, tricks? Because I see like if this is a foot in the door service, especially like because if they understand it, you can probably sell it uh, very easily. I'm a big fan of trying to show your value really quickly, right? Like if you undertake a, you know, bring on a marketing client, one of the first things to do is send out an email offer because chances are they haven't run an email offer in that long and you can just run like, you know, I remember I worked with an e-commerce client. I think it was my first ever marketing gig and I'd read this or heard this from a, a friend, John Logar, who talks about like smashing them with value right in the beginning, right? And I sent out this email with an offer and they made like, I don't know, it was like seven grand or something like straight up. And I was like, well, there's my services like paid for for <laughs> a couple of months, and, you know? So that's where I'm going with this is that instant win. Now, is there some kind of instant win you can have with reviews you can get just just to show clients that it's worth paying you quickly?
1: Oh yeah, big time. I mean, it's reviews, right? Five-star mm. reviews, especially if, if they don't have any sort of reviews anywhere, but it's such an easy process to set up and most businesses who aren't doing it the simplicity is around just asking for the review Mm. and remembering to ask for the review and everyone's busy. So it's like you can train your employees to ask every customer to leave a review. Hey, don't forget, leave us a review. (laughs) But when it comes to offering the service, automating that process, right? Mm-hmm. So putting a process into place that automatically sends an email or a text message to the customer after the positive interaction, so they leave the review, and Literally, week one, the second you start seeing five star reviews being posted on your Google My Business profile, your Google reviews, or your Facebook recommendations, or whatever third party, you know, industry specific review site like Avo for lawyers, that's value right off the bat. And the great thing with the reviews is it's kind of a retainer service as well. It's not project based, it's not like, oh, you get 30 reviews and you're good. Agency's mm-hmm. done. Relationships over. No, like think about how we interact with reviews. Reviews need to be fresh. The review that mm. you got this past week is going to be significantly more valuable than one from last month, a year ago, two years ago. You know, pre-pandemic. Like, oh yeah, your your most recent reviews matter. And so, you know, just as another value add for an agency is like this is an ongoing service where you can consistently get reviews and you need them to be fresh
0: yeah i totally agree like i was i don't know what i was looking at recently was apps i haven't bought a new app or downloaded an app from the google play store in that long and i was trying to pick one for my new um smart lighting i got a bunch of smart lighting and there's all these like apps that can control different cool animations and stuff anyway Um, And I'm like going through all the reviews and like you see some from like 2016, you're like, nope, that's irrelevant. Like (laughs) as if that matters anymore. Yeah, so fresh, you know, it's obviously a scale where newer things are, are way more important. So would you ever recommend, just to circle back onto like demonstrating value quickly, would you ever recommend emailing like everyone or like having that initial email out where you actually ask a few people for reviews? I guess the reason I ask is because part of me is like, Worried about doing that, like because all of these, I love this topic because I can apply all this stuff to my own business as well. And i on so there's many selfish questions littered through here, but this is you know, this is one of them. And that emailing people, I always wonder if I'm accidentally gonna get a bunch of like disgruntled people in an email out <laughs> and then I don't want them to leave reviews. So I don't know, is that something you ever recommend or, or work with clients on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting because you do have your sites like Google, which don't want you to only solicit reviews from happy customers, they call it review gating. That said, you still want to be able to segment the happy customers and the unhappy customers. The thing with tools like ours is the kind of um, protects you is... Before they write the negative review, the customer has the opportunity to write some private feedback, which gives your business the opportunity to solve that customer's problem and and ultimately provide good customer service. I mean, mm. as an agency, we're we're always talking about being able to you know hit KPIs and grow a business for for a client and grow you know create growth, but the agency also can provide retention value. Um, you know, especially with the pandemic, when you're tightening the hatches and every customer matters, being able to recover the unhappy customer by providing great customer support is an opportunity as mm-hmm. well. So ultimately, especially with GatherUp, you know, one of, one of our mantras is this idea of like listening is a superpower and there's a value for understanding what your customers are saying. So while we have the mechanisms in place to make sure you're getting those positive reviews, you are kind of not a complete frictionless barrier, but you are providing the opportunity to provide negative private feedback before they just go on and write something negative oh, on. I
0: or- absolutely love that because if they do have something negative to say, the only other option, is if they go straight to a review site, the only option is to put it in a public spot, right? So, uh, like, it could help them get something off their chest, right, before leaving a review. And maybe they'll even decide not to leave a review through that system as well, you know, if it's negative. That's, that's really interesting. I like that. So, you've mentioned a couple of different review sites here, like the lawyer-specific one and, and whatever. How do you work out how to prioritize which review sites for your clients. You know, like this is, and this is another selfish question because, you know, in SaaS, we've got tons. There's Capterra, there's G2, there's uh, like Trustpilot is basically becoming a universal review site for everything now, like even software, you know, do we send them to Google? Do we send them to Facebook? Like there's so many freaking review sites. Like how do you prioritize and how do you prioritize for your clients?
1: Yeah, I think that's where your your kind of local SEO skills come into place where play where it's like if you're looking at the visibility of your reviews, um, what you would want to do is naturally go on to Google and search for your business industry and do the near me search, Um, you know, if you're working on local specifically, Mm. and you want to look at You want to compare two things. You want to look at your competitors' reviews on Google and how you compare. Like, do you have a similar amount of quantity and do you have the similar star rating above or below? You want to set those types of goals as an agency for your clients. So I think it's important to prioritize. Google is always going to be the priority, right? Google reviews matter the most as a local search ranking factor, so how you actually show up. On local searches, Google reviews are like the second most important after proximity and how close the searcher mm. is to the physical location. Right. But then for those third-party review sites, check out what actually appears on the search results. Like if you're in the hospitality industry and you're seeing TripAdvisor show up and you know that your client's customers are going to be going to that TripAdvisor listing for you know Italian restaurants in my – you know, nearby. See, go to the Tripadvisor. See how you perform there compared to your competitors, and then check that off the list. And so you yeah. can prioritize. The other thing is also, James, you want to give your your clients, customers, an option. You know, you want to remove when you're trying to get reviews as as few restrictions as possible, as little friction as possible. So, you know, they might not be comfortable leaving a review on Google, but they might be comfortable on Facebook, leaving a recommendation. Mm. So it's like with these kind of workflow funnels by, you know, kind of pushing them down the funnel and say, okay, we know you had a great experience, leave a review on any of these top three sites you choose. Then you're kind of getting, getting them distributed to the different sites. And you're not having to say, okay, just leave a review on Google. That's the only one that matters to us.
0: Yeah, nice. So, I like the top three idea because there's obviously usually more than three places uh, to leave a review. Just quickly, actually, before I forget, um, something I like doing to prioritize our reviews, which it doesn't seem as relevant anymore, is literally just searching for our brand. Uh, So, I'm searching Content Snare in Google um, and... I mean, and also Content Snare Review, I'm um, just typing that in and seeing what comes up. Like, you know, we're seeing Capterra, but then I'm seeing like a blog post I'm also seeing G2. But what's good about this is a lot of these will actually have a star rating. Um, as part of the, I guess, like rich text snippets in in the actual search page. Um, So that I wanted to see five stars, like five golden stars on all the places that showed up on that front page. Because that's the kind of thing, sometimes people Google, you know, product name or uh, business name review or just the business name. And, you know, if if you search a business name, you often get the Google review page showing up on the right-hand side. So that was like critical for us because it's like the first review you see, like our page, uh, like as the f- number one result and then like, the business listing on the right hand side, so that like Google was very very important, obviously, and then it's like Capterra's next, um, so that had to be up there. I noticed TrustPilot starts reviews. I can't remember the statistical um thing they, they it's based on just a statistical thing, but they started at like three stars or three point five or something. So if you get one five star review, you're actually like three point six or something. I think it's I think they count it as seven reviews at three point five or something like this. It's this weird thing to make sure everyone starts off fair. So you actually really have to fight to get that one up to five stars, even without starting. Um, but yeah, so where was I going with this? Um, yeah, your workflows, right? This is something I've always wondered about. So, you know, you, I guess you are emailing like the, the tool um, gather up is, is it like after the, you, you trigger it to say, here's the positive event. Now go and ask for review. Is that kind of the, the start? Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and MelCare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there, like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to WPRemote.com slash highway. Now let's get back to the show.
1: So what, what typically happens is you have your, um, whatever your CRM is, or there's some different integrations or, mm. you know, and getting into some of the automations and, and we're doing this on GRADUS Us as well, but you could also upload, you know, CSV files or automate that via Zapier where every okay. time you capture a new email address or phone number of your customer, you send it to the system, then it sends, you know... Uh, either a single email or a drip campaign on Great Us uh, or a text message where, you know, really simple message. Hey, we hope you had a great experience. We'd love for you to provide us some feedback. Now with GatherUp, it's very MPS focused. So it's this idea of giving on a scale of one to 10, you know, how how do you feel about your experience on a general level with the business? And MPS is, is a customer feedback score. It's kind of this proprietary you know, um, score that was created where it's identifying, okay, you just have your nine and tens are these promoters. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, your one, two threes are your detractors and everything in the middle kind of doesn't count. And it's a great way, especially for enterprise businesses. So if you're a big agency working with like multi-location businesses and you're trying to get this aggregate customer feedback, the MPS score gives you this, this really well thought out sentiment of how well you're doing or, or how poorly you're doing. But so you go to this kind of landing page, review funnel, you you know, say how your experience was, and then you're prompted to the review sites to give them the option of the different review sites to leave on, then you go to the third party review you leave the review, um, customers are happy and then you as a business have captured that feedback and you have a good sense of how you're doing and how you're performing. Yeah, so- well, that's
0: like a, a massive bonus. As, you know, it's not just reputation management in the public eyes. It's also, you know, you get that internal feedback that you can sell to your clients as well, right? So they can go, they know what their customers are feeling, you know, and more than just reviews, which is which is awesome. Um, we use NPS, like NPS is very big in the SaaS world. Um, we only show it in app at the moment, um, mostly just because I get a lot of like a lot of SaaS products send me their NPS every month. And I'm like, obviously don't want to see it every month. It's like the same freaking email every time. So I just let people do it inside the app. But um, how does that workflow work when you're funneling people off to different review sites? I assume uh, you get to select which ones you want people to go to uh, so they can.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, that's, that's how where we talk about like the prioritization of what's mm-hmm. important to your business. Um, and I'm with you. You know, it's like some days it's cool with the format because you can kind of highlight, make a few buttons like bigger than the other ones. So, you know, we might do like one month to your point about the SaaS role. We might focus mm-hmm. on G2 reviews one month because, you know, we want to kind of boost that up. But then the next month we might switch up the layout so captera is at the top yeah and you know it's the psychology thing people are more likely to click the button that looks bigger um yep yeah. yeah. so so if you're if you're in local you might you might have google up there all, all the time or maybe you're only doing google um but you have full customization in terms of how you want that to look to your final customer
0: i tell you i tell you how ghetto our system is right now we have a canned message in intercom that has all the different review sites and then we just randomly delete some so like whatever ones that we want to prioritize we leave in there (laughs) so i think there's like six or seven and then we just delete like most of them except for three (laughs) based on what we're trying to prioritize it's a very ghetto system right now uh but i uh i'm interested like from a technical perspective like These integrations, like when you send them off to Google review, like, is it as simple as just sending them to a Google review link? Because I know, like, it can be a pain in the ass to do some of these reviews, especially like Capterra or G2, you know, they've got to answer a lot of questions. Are you pre-filling any of these based on the feedback they've given you? Or is it just like you just send them over there and they've got to start from scratch kind of thing?
1: yeah we are sending them over, and they have to start from scratch and a lot of that I think has to do with these various review sites and they're all they all have these their own like ecosystems like to your point, some of these SAS reviews are epic like they're mm-hmm. long you're you're filling them out um and their a lot of their their priorities from the review site perspective is authenticity, mm-hmm. so you know they don't necessarily want to you know you to get into their guts in terms of being able to you know, push anything easily. Yeah. So our big thing is automating that process because it's interesting. You you understand this in the SaaS world is like a lot of the times when you're thinking about building a product and marketing a product, it's not, it, obviously it's too, against competitors to some extent, but it's more about the manual process. To your point, it's like, you know, what have you made, you know, put together band-aids and duct tape and all that to Mm -hmm. make something work. It's like the SaaS products are just trying to make everything automated, streamlined, and efficient. So you can focus on, you know, the communication, the higher level strategic thinking, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I I was kind of hoping there'd be like a nicer way. Like, I've always wondered how like reputation tools assist the like them writing the final review like in my mind i've just got this like idea where you could have like a copy button to copy out what you've done and then go now you can paste it into the review on the other side of the link because because obviously none of these tools allow pre-filling i didn't think they did um i was i mean it would be against their interests i think to do it like you said it's authenticity i mean facebook now you can't even uh, like if you do a share URL on Facebook, you can't even pre-fill the text that they're going to share like a link, just a plain link on their page. Right. So yeah, they don't want pre-filling of anything, I guess now, which is kind of a bum up if you want to make the process as seamless as possible for your client, right? That's how you get the most reviews is, is no barriers. But, um, I guess they're always going to have to write that, um, write that review, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It is more, more authentic and whatever. So Let's um let's actually talk about the ways you guys help because I know uh, there are two different products and I know if people are listening to this, they're probably wondering what the difference is because you've mentioned Grade Us and Gather Up. Uh, let's talk about those two and how you help agencies and how they're different.
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because these two products were you know, purchased by Traject, which is, you know, the kind of overarching brand. And there is overlapped. I mean, they're both kind of handling review generation or in the case of Gathering, like this monetary management, but then also the marketing point. The difference, the way I think about them differently is that Grade Us, I always think about from the context of growth and acquisition. acquisition. So the idea of like, Reviews are a tactic. If you can get a lot of reviews and you're going to focus on some key metrics, which are around the quantity of the reviews, the quality of the reviews, and the freshness of the reviews, those are going to help you become more visible in search and generate social proof that will help you bring in more customers. That's the primary focus. With GatherUp, I feel like it's more about customer feedback and tools that are specialized to listening to your customers and taking that insight and making it actionable within your business. Like One thing that GatherUp does that's really cool is once you're gathering all this feedback, whether it's through third-party review sites or even first-party testimonials or feedback, um, they have this really cool filtering tag system that allows you to surface – what are themes that are happening across your reviews and actually one of the higher level reporting features is tied to ibm's watson which allows you to do yeah some sentiment analysis so this was hyper important when it came to COVID, especially in the us where we were awful with our masking and policies and businesses Mm. didn't know what the hell to do you had um using gatherer feedback and the you know tagging filters you could start to see what the customer sentiment was were they leaving reviews about your masks about your employees about your cleanliness policies and then by knowing that information especially you know when you have uh, a multi-location business Mm -hmm. and one location is getting it more than another you can start to use that insight to go to that business and say okay well you know in the location in new york well you guys are you know Really pissing off your customers when it comes hmm. to you know the way your signage says something about masks. So we're going to go in and we're going to implement a new policy to you know highlight that p- employees are wearing masks. And so you're taking that feedback, with gather up, and you are improving the the business location and the customer experience. And that is how you retain customers. It's more of almost more of a focus on retention. Hmm.
0: Love it. Yeah. So, so really, uh, Grade Us is more about like just getting straight into the reviews. Whereas Gather Up, it sounds like, yeah, it's, it's a feedback platform. So, rolling in NPSs and that kind of thing. Hey, um, one other question I have on like integration is it possible to pull all the um reviews you're getting on sites into one place? I wonder, I just wondered if they like, does Google even make that available to their like APIs and partners like you guys?
1: Yeah, that that is one cool thing about across both platforms is vast monitoring capabilities. So oh, cool. you know, obviously, it's going to have Google, you're going to have Facebook, you're going to have Yelp, but all these third party review sites, you just put in your listing, and then you kind of have the centralized um, area oh, cool. in app that you're able to see all the reviews across the review sites and that's where you can kind of start to slice and dice it with yes. the tagging or with the review responses because replies is another big thing when it comes to reputation management as an agency oh
0: hell yeah because i mean it's another thing i look for if, if you see like a reply to every negative review and and it's like a good reply like it basically negates those negative reviews that you see
1: Exactly cuz when customers are looking at the reviews they want to see okay well ho- hopefully nothing goes wrong but if something does how am i going to be treated by that by that business mm. owner or by that marketer or by that support person like are they going to completely ignore me or even even worse tell me off or are they going to listen are they going to empathize are they going to you know take it offline and and help resolve my issue As an agency, that's an opportunity, whether you're doing review responses on behalf of the client or providing really well thought out consultation and education on how to reply to those reviews because it's a public facing Mm. sort of channel.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, So last question then with both these tools, are they white labelable so you can basically sell them to your clients, right? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, they are. They are absolutely both white label. Um, with GradeUs, Us, there's some kind of more hyper white label um, right. elements to it, whether it's, you know, white label email notifications, white label review funnel, you can white label the entire dashboard, there's a lot of right. customization options, because I think with Great Us, it's been more of an agency audience now it's interesting gather up there are a ton of agencies using it and so you know both both uh tools have an agency focus but great has focused on the white label customization ability for a mm. longer period and so that's more developed
0: yeah to me it seems like like you know correct me if i'm wrong here but to me it seems like great would be great for smaller, you know, clients where they just want better reviews and whatever and gather up would be better for if you've got a large multi-location client and they want to be able to see their feedback across all the locations and you know, sentiment analysis and all, and all that sort of stuff. That's like big end of town kind of stuff. You know, like if you've got 10 reviews, there's not really much point doing sentiment analysis. You can just look through it. <laughs> you look through them yourself. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I mean, you kind of nailed it on the head because one of the things that, that GatherUp really, you know, kind of specializes in in that is that multi you know location capabilities. So mm. if you're if you're bringing in massive franchises or working with you know a major healthcare organization with locations all over town um, or restaurants, actually Gather Up has a lot of great POS integrations with restaurants oh, cool. like Toast and
0: Lunchbox. Oh nice. I got a friend who works for Toast. I, like it, they're such a cool company. We don't have they're not in Australia yet, I don't think. I've never seen them around, but yeah.
1: They're amazing, especially when the pandemic was happening, like how quickly they worked with their Rally for Restaurants oh, initiative yeah. was like mind-blowing. Like as a marketer, I'm just I'm like I'm jealous of how you produce that qu- so quickly and helped so many people.
0: Yeah, like, I've been hearing it. Because, again, like, I don't really know anything about it. Um, But then I hear it all from my friend who's – and it's just like, wow, this this sounds like an amazing organization to work with.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when it was going down, I mean, they put together this Rally for Restaurants, which was the idea of helping small business restaurants that, like, might have had to close their shop, you know, early on Mm -hmm. back in March. And they were helping them get their customers to buy gift cards, like, for – the for the time being to use in the future, to be able to keep the restaurants afloat because restaurants need all the help they can get. And now here we are and they can, you know, now be able to use those. And it was just great. They had it done in like a few weeks.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Well, a little plug for toast. Uh, But uh, on that note, let's, um, is there anything else you think people need to know about reputation management before we wrap this up?
1: Last thing I would say I'd be, remiss if I didn't mention it is as an agency, the marketing value of reviews that both these tools offer in terms of that review helps you if you're writing website copy, if you need fresh content for your website, if you do social media, and you're sharing the positive reviews online, that's something that you can automate with widgets and you know, social shares that clients love. Because it's content and it's positive and it makes them feel great and you're sharing it on their channels and websites. So it's just another underrated element, especially if you're making the pitch in the first place um, or the instant value. Once they get that first five-star review in the first week and you've connected their their Twitter feed or their Facebook feed and they see it on their Facebook feed, five stars, feeling great, Like (laughs) that's a huge value add for an agency.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I try to get a little bit of that going as well, automating our, some of our positive feedback. So totally on board with that. Uh, I can 100% see the value of both these tools to be able to, like most agencies that listen to this, You know, whether they're working with smaller businesses or larger, I think these are a great potential um, upsell service offering, foot in the door, however they want to spin it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, so uh, Garrett. Man, thank you for coming on and sharing this stuff.
1: I I love talking to you, man. It's <laughs> it's cool to talk to like another person who you know when you get in a room with people who appreciate and understand the the industry and they're and they're doing the hustle and they're figuring out the best ways to do things. It just is a fun conversation, especially with our industry changing. Like I said at the beginning, mm. day to day. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is fantastic.
0: No worries at all. And yeah, you are extremely easy to talk to, uh, as uh, I experienced on uh, your podcast, The Agency Ahead. Now, I will be linking that up. I will link up The Agency Ahead uh, podcast, specifically the interview I did with Garrett, as well as links to Grade Us. That's uh, grade.us and gatherup.com are the two products we've spoken about by Traject, if you want to listen, uh, if you want to check out the, that parent company. Um, Yeah. I encourage you to go and check out both of those products and see how you can add them into your service offering. Uh, That's it. And I will see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.